Good morning, everybody. My name is Pastor Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry, reaching the length and breadth of our world today. God bless you. You know, in vision and with vision, you have to seek a balanced life. There are some people who don't want to focus on a specific goal. There are people who just don't focus on one specific goal. What they do is they focus on many things because they are fearful that it will throw their life off a balance. People always want to live a balanced life. And so people are not committed to a vision that is bigger than their life. And so what they don't do is they seek a balance, but they don't understand that a balanced life is not necessarily a progressive life. I'll give you an example of that, and it's a good example. The example is this. The way a ship functions on the ocean. You're, you're going to like this. A ship always needs to maintain its balance. If a ship is not balanced, it would be wasting precious time and energy and fuel. For a boat to expand all its energy just trying to be balanced on the ocean, guess what happens? It just wastes a lot of time. Because the, 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 the captain of the ship don't want to tip over. Some people live 65 years, 75 years, 45 years, 90 years, just balancing life. But yet balance is not an end in itself it is not the means to an end All right. listen carefully a ship keeps its balance as it makes its way to a specific port see in other words you keep your balance but you keep focused on where you're going you keep progressing forward some people don't want to tilt the boat. Some people don't want to progress forward. They just want to be one spot. They're scared. Some people just want security, job security. Some people just want a, a, a paycheck and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your life, that's it. A, a nine to five, a balanced life. They're afraid to do something out of character, out of norm. They want security. They want comfortableness. They want control. Whenever you want to achieve anything great, you have to go against the grain. You have to have balance, but you have to move forward to your goal. You have to know exactly where you're going. You just can't live for 30 years, 40 years, and retire and get a gold watch or a plaque on the wall. Your life is more than that. Your life is more than a nine to five. I'm telling you. My mother always said that. Your life is more than a, a job. The late Ernestine McKenzie. Don't look for balance of security in life. 
balance, but progress. Don't spend 30 years, 40 years in one entity. When you get older, you can't do nothing for yourself. I've seen it in the world. You have plenty of persons in the condition they're in. They just look for security. And when that area becomes redundant, they're old and they're afraid and they don't achieve nothing and then they become dependent on society and on people. So go ahead and progress forward because it's in you. And another thing I want to share with you quickly. Stop trying to do everything. Stop trying to do everything. You have to be specific about your vision. People want to do every single thing. You're not here to solve every problem. You were not born to do everything. Don't believe that. The young Jewish rabbi Jesus, he said, the poor you'll have always. He didn't try to solve the poor the, the poor crisis in the world. He was tailor-made for one thing, to die for man's sin. He was, his vision was specific. So go ahead and fulfill your vision and don't try to do everything and you weren't born for everything. Know that. Know that and your life will be less complicated. God bless you. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. For prayers, for counseling, you can reach me on one two four two eight two one four three nine eight or one two four two eight oh two nineteen seventy two or on Facebook you can hit me up on Facebook Lorenzo McKenzie forty two at gmail dot com or Lorenzo McKenzie two four two at gmail dot com. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. I want to share with you about being committed and faithful over little things. God will make you ruler over much. You might be in pursuing your vision for many years, maybe 10 years, 5 years. You may be in educating yourself. You may be in perfecting your gift for 10 years, 5 years, or even longer, no one recognize you. Continue to be faithful. Continue to be committed to what you're doing and to the vision that God has placed within your life. Because one day, one event, one opportunity, one door, and that will be it. It will catapult you on the world stage and you will be able to make a difference on an international stage and leave a legacy that's life lasting. It's in the trenches where you develop your skill and your gift and your consistency and your commitment and your patience. Always remember that your vision draws opposition. And so you have to be committed and faithful. Remember the story of Nehemiah. In Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 2. And it was said to Nehemiah about Nehemiah. And this is what transpired. And in the presence of his associates. And the army of Samaria. Sinbalit. Said what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall 
or their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heap of rubbish or rubble? This is what Sinbalad said about Nehemiah and his crew of men who were building and rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem, criticizing, making mockery of them, making sport of them. You're going to have that. Another conversation was conversed. This is what being said. Tobiah, the Ammonite, who was the who was at his side said what they are building if even a fox climb up on it he would break down the wall of stone listen listen one market says can they finish it in other words they won't even complete it one call him feeble, useless. The other one make a mockery, said even if a fox go on top of the wall, it will break down. You're going to have people who standing against you, but you got to be consistent, persistent, and committed and faithful to whatever the vision God has placed within your life. Don't abandon it because of people's opinion. Don't come down from the wall. you don't even get preoccupied with people's opinion and people's uh, concept on an on, 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 on attack on your vision and on your life. You don't have time for that. Stay committed. Stay faithful. And God will reward you for your faithfulness. It doesn't matter how long it takes. No one thing that God will expose you to the world. And make your name great in the earth. God never made a product to fail. Every product he manufactured was birthed to succeed. Know that fact. God bless you. Good morning everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. I want to share with you about being committed and faithful over little things. God will make you ruler over much you might be in pursuing your vision for many years maybe 10 years five years you may be in educating yourself you may be in perfecting your gift for 10 years five years or even longer no one recognize you continue to be faithful continue to be committed to what you're doing and to the vision that God has placed within your life. Because one day, one event, one opportunity, one door, and that will be it. It will catapult you on the world stage. And you will be able to make a difference on an international stage and leave a legacy that's life-lasting. It's in the trenches where... You develop your skill and your gift and your consistency and your commitment and your patience. Always remember that your vision draws opposition. And so you have to be committed and faithful. Remember the story of Nehemiah. 
in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 2. And it was said to Nehemiah about Nehemiah. And this is what transpired. And in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, Sinbalit said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall or their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heap of rubbish or rubble? This is what Sinbalat said about Nehemiah and his crew of men who were building and rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem, criticizing, making mockery of them, making sport of them. You're going to have that. Another conversation was conversed. This is what being said. Tobiah, the Ammonite, who was the, who was at his side said, what they are building, if even a fox climb up on it, he would break down the wall of stone. Listen, listen. One market says, can they finish it? In other words, they won't even complete it. One called them feeble, useless. The other one make a mockery said, even if a fox go on top of the wall, it will break down. You're going to have people who standing against you, but you got to be consistent, persistent, and committed and faithful to whatever the vision God has placed within your life. Don't abandon it because of people's opinion. Don't come down from the wall. You don't even get preoccupied with people's opinion and people's uh, concept on an on, 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 on attack on your vision and on your life. You don't have time for that. Stay committed. Stay faithful. And God will reward you for your faithfulness. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Know one thing, that God will expose you to the world and make your name great in the earth. God never made a product to fail. Every product he manufactured was birthed to succeed. Know that fact. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. I want to share with you about being committed and faithful over little things. God will make you ruler over much. You might be in pursuing your vision for many years, maybe 10 years, 5 years. You may be in educating yourself. You may be in perfecting your gift for 10 years, 5 years, or even longer. No one recognize you. Continue to be faithful. Continue to be committed to what you're doing and to the vision that God has placed within your life. Because one day, one event, one opportunity, one door, and that will be it. It will catapult you on the world stage and you will be able to make a difference 
on an international stage and leave a legacy that's life-lasting. It's in the trenches where you develop your skill and your gift and your consistency and your commitment and your patience. Always remember that your vision draws opposition. And so you have to be committed and faithful. Remember the story of Nehemiah. In Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 2. And it was said to Nehemiah about Nehemiah. And this is what transpired. And in the presence of his associates. And the army of Samaria. Sinbalit. Said what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall or their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heap of rubbish or rubble? This is what Sinbalat said about Nehemiah and his crew of men who were building and rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem, criticizing, making mockery of them, making sport of them. You're going to have that. Another conversation was conversed. This is what being said. Tobiah, the Ammonite, who was the, who was at his side said, what they are building if even a fox climb up on it, he would break down the wall of stone. Listen, listen. One market says, can they finish it? In other words, they won't even complete it. One call them feeble, useless. The other one make a mockery, said even if a fox go on top of the wall, it will break down. You're going to have people who standing against you, but you got to be consistent, persistent, and committed, and faithful to whatever the vision God has placed within your life. Don't abandon it because of people's opinion. Don't come down from the wall. You Don't even get preoccupied with people's opinion and people's uh, concept on an on, 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 on attack on your vision and on your life. You don't have time for that. Stay committed. Stay faithful. And God will reward you for your faithfulness. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Know one thing, that God will expose you to the world and make your name great in the earth. God never made a product to fail. Every product he manufactured was birthed to succeed. Know that fact. God bless you. Hello, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. Reaching the length and breadth of our world with these podcasts. I want to thank India for their support with these podcasts. I want to thank the United Kingdom for listening and sharing these podcasts, these sound clips. I want to thank Tanzania, the people in Tanzania, the nation of Tanzania, 
I want to thank America. I want to thank the countries like Portuguese. I want to thank China. I want to thank Ukraine and Russia. I want to thank you very much for listening to these podcasts, sending it out through those nations. Thank you very, very much. I want to thank my country, the Bahamas. I declare a blessing over the nation of the Bahamas. I declare peace over the nation of the Bahamas. A matter of fact, I declare over the nations of the world the peace of God. Not just any peace, but the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And I declare a blessing of joy, peace, in the presence and the spirit of God through those nations. The word says, and the spirit hover over, and the spirit of God will overshadow the earth like the water covers the sea. That's what I declare today. I want you to know that you have to trust God to bring your vision to pass. The scripture says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but you truly have to learn to trust God to bring the vision for your life to pass. A lot of times you will question the vision because you don't see no headway towards your vision. But let me tell you, obstacles, setbacks, are only opportunities for you to fulfill and to complete your vision. Side track boomerang of life crisis, the Chinese call it opportunity. If there is no opposition towards your vision, that's not a true vision. A vision attracts opposition, extreme opposition. Critics, criticisms, and roadblock. Every visionary is tested to see if his vision is real or do he believe in his vision or just mere wishful thinking. Everyone have said back David a king was anointed years before he became coronated as king or he was bestowed the kingdom upon his shoulder he was he was conferred a kingdom on him when he the oil was poured on his head his when he was in front of his father and Jesse by the prophet but opposition arise the minute he was coronated, he was anointed that kingship. For many years, his life was, <coughs> excuse me, was threatened. For many years, he had to run for his life, hide, wait for the right time. The scripture said, though the vision tarry, wait for it. Though the vision tarry, 
wait for it. He said also make it plain, write it down. And God says it shall surely come to pass. Nothing could stop you but you. God bless. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. You can watch teaching like this on YouTube. And you can follow me live off of Facebook, Lorenzo McKenzie. And for up and coming future event, you can go to my Facebook page. For prayer, for counseling, you can call me on 1242-802-1972, Freeport, Bahamas, in the Bahamas. God bless and thank you once again. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you. We're still talking about vision. I want to tell you a story that ties in with vision for your life. There was a gentleman in the year of 1843. His name was Russell Herman Conwell. Mr. Russell Herman Conwell, he was a lawyer, he was an editor for a newspaper, and then he became a clergyman or a preacher. And some students came to his church and they wanted to do college classes. And so they asked Dr. Conwell to lecture them and teach them. And they were low income students who couldn't afford to go to college and university. And so he told them, I will think about it and I'll get back to you. So that evening, Dr. Cornwell, he went home and he pondered the idea until it consumed him. So he thought about it and then he decided to do something about it. Start a college that will help low-income students to better their lives. That's what vision is. Vision is not about you. It's all about building somebody else up and making somebody else's life better. And so Dr. Cornwell, Cornwell began to do lecture and speak across the globe. He did 6,000 lectures and he raised several million dollars that he used to start a college and build a college. And the college is prestigious and is still in existence today. It's called Temple University. True story. Now, Dr. Cromwell went across America and across the world lecturing, and he told one story, and I want to share that story with you. And he called the story Acres of Diamond, and that was the name of his lecture. And people were intrigued, and it caused people to give. And this is how a true story he told went. A black African farmer. He was a farmer, but he heard of the diamond mines in Africa that people were discovering. And so what he did, the prospect of diamond consumed him so much that he sold his farm. He sold his farm and he went looking for diamond. 
across. He spent the rest of his life looking for diamonds, trying to find diamonds. He got despondent and discouraged, and you know what he did? And it's sad, he took himself, plunged in the ocean, and drowned himself. True story. And the farmer that bought the land one day was traveling across the property that he bought from the farmer who drowned himself, the black African farmer. And as he was crossing a stream, he saw these bright lights shine from the stream to the bottom, from the bottom of the stream. Bright, brilliant light. So he went there and he picked up that piece of uh, shining object and he took it home because he liked how it looked, not knowing what it is. He had a fire case and he put it on top of the fire case. What happened is that several weeks later, a friend of his came to visit him and the friend saw this stone that was on the fire case. So he retrieved the stone and he began to examine and look at it. True story. The friend who visited him fell out and then he turned to, to the farmer who purchased the land and said, do you know what this is? So the farmer said, no, it's a pretty stone. It's a pretty rock. He said, no, this is diamond. So the farmer said, hey, I th there's lots of this in the stream across the property. He said, not as large as this one, but it's so much more. And so when they examined the, the original stone that was taken out of the stream, it was the largest diamond in Africa. True story. The man who bought the farm from the farmer, the black African farmer, who sold it for little and nothing, looking for riches, searching for success. He was sitting on the largest producing diamond mine in Africa. Now the moral of the story is success and wealth comes with patient, careful study and longevity. And a lot of times we look for success in all the other places and it's right there. And even when we have a vision for our life, we don't do enough research and we're not patient enough to let it develop for ourselves. We abandon it quickly. We must not do that this year and the years to come. Make the vision plain, write it down, work your vision. Don't abandon it, work your vision for your life. Vision always affects the next generation. Vision is never private. It is for someone else. And so what I'm telling you today, work your vision, people. Don't abandon it. You might have roadblocks. You may have uh, adversity. Preacher, you might have adversity trying to uh, build that ministry, but keep going. Businessman, you might have difficulty. You might fall on some hard times like we all do, but you keep going. You work your way through. 
uh, mother, you might have difficulty trying to raise funds to keep the family stable and food, but work your way through to the hard times. A young man, you might have um, uh, two kids and you can't, and your job is only paying you minimum wage. Continue, hold your vision that you have for your life besides that job and give it time enough to develop and you keep going. You work your way through the difficult time. Young lady, you might not have something, no bunch of food in the cupboard, but work your way through your problem. Though the vision tarry, it shall surely come to pass. I'm speaking to pastors, apostles, bishops, business people, uh, housewives, husbands, fathers, mothers, teenager. Yes, you want to go to college, work your way through, study, apply yourself, prepare. You see, pre preparation for success is the key. Man, let me tell you something. Whatever you want to become, you were born to succeed. God didn't make rubbish. God made a success. He made success in life. Every human being is a success story waiting to happen. And so what I'm telling you today, go ahead and work your vision. I'm Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. Work your vision. No matter what it is, don't abandon, jump ship, or leave it alone. Let it develop. Give it time to develop. Though the vision tarry, I'm going to say it again. Wait, it shall surely come to pass. Have a great day and God bless. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. Reaching the length and breadth of our world today. God bless the world. God bless the Bahamas. God bless our nations around the world and the people of the nations. Let me tell you, God says, I know the plans that I have towards you. I have a plan not to harm you, but I got a plan, baby, to prosper you. Let me tell you something. God has a plan. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what the crisis, what the challenge is. I don't care if the doctor give up on you. I don't care if they threaten to take your home. I don't care if your light off, your water off. I don't care if they don't want to give you the loan. God has a plan. No matter what you face, no matter what the situation may be, God has a plan. His plan is perfect. His plan is sure. His plan is definite. But one thing about God's plan, God's plan comes in process and stages. It doesn't come instantly. God is a process of a God. He creates character in the process. You got to allow God to bring you through the characteristic of yourself and the process of yourself in the process that you may become into God's divine plan in your life. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, Bishop. Yeah, you've been building that ministry for a long time and I feel like nowhere is getting nowhere. God has a plan. Young lady, he's been promising to marry you for a long time. God has a plan. The university threatened to kick your child out of school. God has a plan. Let me tell you, God has a plan. You've been barren in business. You've been barren in your body. You've been barren in your home. You've been barren in your relationship. You've been barren in your life. God has a plan. Let me tell you something. God has a plan. They talk about you. They ostracize you. They look down on you. But God still has a plan. They throw you in the pit. They throw you in the dungeon. They throw you under the prison. God still have a plan for you. They throw you in the lion's den. God still have a plan for you. A bear came and attacked you. 
God still have a plan for you. A lion came and attacked you. God still have a plan for you. The Philistines is after you. God still have a plan for you. The mountain on the left, the mountain on the right, and the Egyptians are in the front of you in the water, and the river Jordan is, and the Nile River, and the Jordan River is in the front of you. God has a plan. I don't care what you face. I feel this thing this morning. God has a plan, sister. God has a plan. You got to wow, allow God plan to make his perfect work in your life. God birthed you and he has produced you to do good works. God has a plan. God never made a product to fail. You fail because you decide to fail. But God is a manufacturer God and he never makes a product that will fail. Ask the plant. Ask the mountain. Ask the fish. Ask the bird. Ask the elephant. Ask the lion. Ask the giraffe. Ask the rodent. Ask the monkey. All is perfect in God's plan. You go ahead this day, this month, this year. God has a plan. God bless you. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. You can watch teaching like this on YouTube, Lorenzo McKenzie. Or you can watch teachings like this on Facebook. And you can contact me through my Facebook page, Lorenzo McKenzie, 242 at gmail.com. God bless you. For prayers, for counseling, you can call me one 821 God bless you and always know that God has a plan, baby. I'm telling you, God has a plan. The water off, let me say that again, God has a plan. The light off, God has a plan. No food in the cupboard, God has a plan. Nothing waking out, God has a plan. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry, reaching the length and breadth of our world today. God bless the world. God bless the Bahamas. God bless our nations around the world and the people of the nations. Let me tell you, God says, I know the plans that I have towards you. I have a plan not to harm you, but I got a plan, baby, to prosper you. Let me tell you something. God has a plan. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what the crisis, what the challenge is. I don't care if the doctor give up on you. I don't care if they threaten to take your home. I don't care if your light off, your water off. I don't care if they don't want to give you the loan. God has a plan. No matter what you face, no matter what the situation may be, God has a plan. His plan is perfect. His plan is sure. His plan is definite. But one thing about God's plan, God's plan comes in process and stages. It doesn't come instantly. God is a process of a God. He creates character in the process. You got to allow God to bring you through the characteristic of yourself and the process of yourself in the process that you may become into God's divine plan in your life. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, Bishop. Yeah, you've been building that ministry for a long time and I feel like nowhere is getting nowhere. God has a plan. Young lady, he's been promising to marry you for a long time. God has a plan. The university threatened to kick your child out of school. God has a plan. Let me tell you, God has a plan. You've been barren in business. You've been barren in your body. You've been barren in your home. You've been barren in your relationship. You've been barren in your life. 
God has a plan. Let me tell you something. God has a plan. They talk about you. They ostracize you. They look down on you. But God still has a plan. They throw you in the pit. They throw you in the dungeon. They throw you under the prison. God still have a plan for you. They throw you in the lion's den. God still have a plan for you. A bear came and attacked you. God still have a plan for you. A lion came and attacked you. God still have a plan for you. The Philistines is after you. God still have a plan for you. The mountain on the left, the mountain on the right, and the Egyptians are in the front of you in the water, and the river, Jordan, is, and the Nile River, and the Jordan River is in the front of you. God has a plan. I don't care what you face. I feel this thing this morning. God has a plan, sister. God has a plan. You got to wow, allow God plan to make his perfect work in your life. God would birth you and he has produced you to do good works. God has a plan. God never made a product to fail. You fail because you decide to fail but God is a manufacturer God and he never makes a product that will fail. Ask the plant, ask the mountain, ask the fish, ask the bird, ask the elephant, ask the lion, ask the giraffe, ask the rodent, Ask the monkey, all is perfect in God's plan. You go ahead this day, this month, this year, God has a plan. God bless you. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. You can watch teaching like this on YouTube, Lorenzo McKenzie, or you can watch teachings like this on Facebook. And you can contact me through my Facebook page, Lorenzo McKenzie242 at gmail.com. God bless you. For prayers, for counseling, you can call me at 1242-821-4398. God bless you and always know that God has a plan, baby. I'm telling you, God has a plan. The water off, let me say that again, God has a plan. The light off, God has a plan. No food in the cupboard, God has a plan. Nothing waking out, God has a plan. Hello, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. Listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you something this morning and this afternoon in the country that you're at. One thing about trouble and problems and hardship and difficulty and difficult times and attacked by people and being attacked by the enemy, by being attacked by the system of the world, it draws Jesus to your rescue. Oh, let me say that again. Rejoice in the problem that you face in facing in your life because it causes Jesus to come on the scene. Why? Because he said, I am the very present help in the time of trouble. So if you're in a bad state, you're being attacked by people, you're being attacked by the enemy, you're being attacked in your body, you're being attacked in your finance, you're being attacked in your mind, you're being attacked in your home, if you're being attacked in your business, if you're being attacked in every area of your life, it draws Jesus to you. If there is no attack on your life, Jesus has no one to rescue. He only can rescue a person who is in dire strait, who is in problem, who is in trouble, who is out of, out of whack because of the crisis and the situation. He is the very present help in the time of trouble. So if your finances are low, he is there. If your body is ill, he is there. If your mental state is in a dire strait, he is there. If your husband is out of whack and if your marriage is out of control, he is there. If your children are unruly, he is there. If the bosses are on you, he is there. 
Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, people. This withdraws God to you because he is the very present help in the time of trouble. If the tuition of the university is calling, calling for their money, he is there. If the rent man and the mortgage people are calling for their money, Jesus is there. If, if, if anybody's calling you for any problems that you're facing today, Jesus is there. Let me tell you, he is a very present help in the time of trouble. As you travel to this day, know this fact. When Joseph was thrown in the pit, Jesus was there. When Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, Jesus was there. When Jesus went on the cross, God the Father was there. He said, it is finished. I'm telling you, your battle, God said, it is finished. The mortgage payment, it is finished. The rent payment, it is finished. The people crisis, it is finished. Because he's the very present help in the time of trouble. God bless. Hello everybody, my name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. Let me tell you, life and death is in the power of your tongue. Oh, let me say that again. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. The Bible says when God wanted to create anything, he spoke it into existence. And God said in Genesis chapter 1, and God said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 3, chapter 1, and God said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, and God said, and God said, and God said, let there be. Your words create your world. Your thought, your words create your world. So if you think negative and you speak negative, your world will become negative. If you think positive and you speak positively, your world will be successful. Listen to me. Declare the right words out of your mouth and it shall be established. God watches over his word to make sure it performs. Every word that comes out of your mouth shall be performed. It's not what goes in that defiles a human being. It's what comes out of that man. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. So declare some things this day. Declare over your children. Declare over your marriage. Declare over your finances. Declare over your business. Declare over your health. Declare over your body. Declare over your mind. Declare over your, your circumstances. Declare over your mortgage. Declare over your bills. Declare over your life. Declare it and it shall be established. Hello everybody, my name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. Reaching the length and breadth of our world. God bless you this week, this morning and for the rest of this year. God bless you, bless the nations. May the nations of the world fear God in reverence and respect. May the leaders of the nation around the world fear the true and the living God, the God of creation. May God bless you and continue to keep you in perfect peace as a nation and as a people. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, one of the greatest kings that ever walked this earth as a man is King David out of Israel. One of the greatest kings out of Israel was King David. King David is a king over a territory, has dominion, rulership, sovereignty. Everything belongs to him. 
the gold, the onyx, the cattle, the forest. Everything was his royal forest, his royal goat, his royal sheep. Everything belongs to the king. But yet still the king understood something that is profound, that we need to take an example in our lives today, that our help cometh from the Lord. Oh my God. In his vast wealth, he understood that his help come from the Lord. It didn't come from the east. It did not come from the west. It did not come from the Egyptian. It did not come from the Assyrian, nor the Babylonian, nor the Persian. His help cometh from the Lord. Where does your help come from? Does it come from your government? Of your nation? Does it come from your mother, your father, your friend, your bank account, your success, your gift? No. Your help cometh from the Lord. When you rely totally on King Jesus, he would supply all of your needs this week, this day, this month, according to his riches in glory, which he established by his son, King Jesus. God established it through his son in heaven and on earth. Whether you believe it or not, your help cometh from the Lord. The breath that you breathe, it's because of God. You woke up this morning, you went to bed this last night, it's because of the Lord. You eat, it's because of the Lord. You walk, it's because of the Lord. You have good health, it's because of the Lord. Now give him thanks. Be thankful, be grateful. Have a gratitude, have a heart, have an attitude, have a gratitude heart. And remember your help cometh from the Lord, not from anyone else. Hello, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry, reaching the length and breadth of our world with these podcasts each and every morning. God bless the nations around the world. Coming from out of Grand Bahama in the Bahamas, Freeport, Bahamas, God bless you once again. What do you do when pain, disappointment, hardship, and betrayal is in your life? Let me ask the question again. What do you do when pain, disappointment, and betrayal has affected and rocked your life? When the people that you love and the job that you work to and the people that you work around and the people that you help betray you like Joseph, what do you do? How do you recover with so much adversity in your life with the people that you love and the people that you help and the people that you look up to who just rip you apart and tear you down. What do you do? How do you turn pain into victory? How do you turn pain into greatness? You endure the pain, but you look past the pain and you see the end result. You see where you're trying to get to. Even if they throw you in the pit of life. And they step down on you. And they overlook you on your job for promotion. 
They overlook you in your education and give it to the scholarship and, and the opportunity to someone else who were unqualified. What do you do when somebody you married to disappoints you and break your heart with extramarital affair? What do you do when your children disappoint you? What do you do when all hell is breaking loose in your life? You be like Joseph. You be like the young Jewish rabbi. His name is Jesus. You endure hardship like a good soldier. You press towards the mark of the prize. You see the higher calling. You see the end result. You see where you, the finish work. You see where you're trying to get to. You see the victory and not the victimization of it. Stop being a victim and start becoming a victor. Always remember, you overcame the world because he, the great Jewish carpenter who walked the face of this earth, overcame. Somebody overcame it in the world as an example. You're not the only one who's been betrayed. Somebody else was betrayed, but they overcame. It's not what happens to you, young lady. It's not what happened to you, young man. It's not what happened to you, father. It's not what happened to you, mother. You're not the first one who was diagnosed with cancer. You're not the first one that had a heart problem. You're not the first one that had a divorce. You're not a fr the first one that had a broken marriage or bad marriage. You're not the first one that had a child who had a wedlock. You're not the first one that have a child who got pregnant at an early age, a teenage pregnancy. You're not the first one that the job look you over and promote somebody else. Who see, there's always somebody else who went through it before you. It's not what happened to you that matters the most. It's how you react and what you do. You're not the only one that failed in business. You're not the only one that lost everything. Come on, come on, come on, people. Somebody went through it before you, but it's their attitude towards it. It's what they see, how they endure, how they overcame, what they persistently went after that made the difference. What do you do when all hell break loose? Joseph was betrayed. By his own brothers. He was sold into slavery. But he was consistent with his walk. He did not get bitter. Stop getting bitter man. Yes your pastor friend betrayed you. But stop becoming bitter. Yes your best friend betrayed you. But stop getting bitter. Yes they misunderstand you. Preacher stop getting bitter. Stop getting bitter. And stop getting Stop trying to become even with them or get even with them. Let them make you. Joseph was made in the hard times. He was shining at the end of it. Like gold, like diamond. He was being polished with the pain. At the end of it, you shall come out as pure gold. If you endure hardship like a good soldier... You go through the rigmarole, you go through the test, you go through the difficulty, you go through the betrayal. Because someone else did it and they overcame. You are an overcomer. Go ahead and overcome.
God bless. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. Hello, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry, reaching the length and breadth of our world. God bless the nations of the world. God bless my nation, my beautiful nation, Bahamaland. God bless you. I'm bringing these podcasts from Freeport, Grand Bahama, in the Bahamas. God bless the countries and the nations around the world once again. We're living in a world where value has been vasculated. In other words, we have values that are up and down. We have corporate value. We have personal values. We have to define what value is. It's been said the principle of corporate value is ideas and principles and qualities on which you personally place high worth. Another meaning of value in corporate world, standards or ideals that determine your conduct or policy. Values determine your conduct and your policy as a corporation, as a nation, as a group of people. Your values determines how you function in life. How the people around you as a leader function around you. Value is very important. We're living in a society and a nation that has low value, little values, and no values, and high values. I'm going to make a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. He published a list of seven social sins in a newspaper, Young India, in 1925 that provide a vivid picture of a society deficient in values and morals. Here is the seventh social sins that is affecting our world today. It is affecting corporation. It is affecting businesses, it is affecting family groups, it is affecting non-profit organization, it is affecting uh, nations around the world, it is affecting government, it's affecting businesses all over our world, science in the medical field and everywhere. These are the seven social sins. We have wealth without work. You have so many people want success without the work ethic or the work value that you have to put into it. They want it without hard labor. They want a quick route to success and wealth. And that's cause corruption. It causes greed. It causes manipulation and influence of negativity in a corporation, in a family, and in business. Wealth without work. You have a young generation. They want the quickest way to become wealthy. They rather destroy people by selling drugs. You have 
the medical field. You have doctors who will practice abortion for the sake of their lifestyle and wealth. You have the pharmaceutical industry who will, uh, uh, who will have no value and be corrupted in such a way that they will sell drugs to the mass of the public knowing that the side effect is more deadly than the, 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 the cure for the symptom it really is sent out to do. We have pleasure without conscience. We live in a society where molestation, an older man and an older adult having sexual intercourse with minor, we have, uh, uh, we have such cases as uh, sl sex slave in foreign countries around the world where, these, where they're sleeping with 11-year-old and 12-year-old and wealthy and successful men are buying women, buying boys. It's a tragedy. It's the kind of world we're living in. Pleasure without conscience. We rather everything for pleasure and not for conscience. But God did not create nothing for pleasure. He created everything for function and purpose. We have knowledge without character. We have knowledge without character. We have knowledge. We have information. We have, we have knowledge of things and doing things without character. We have no morals. No, no principle, no, no standard of the knowledge of things that we acquire and how it affects everybody else. We make bombs that kills people. We make drugs that kills infant and newborn baby. What type of world are we producing? Four, commerce without morality. In other words, we do business in the commercial field we make drugs, we make different products that affects the masses without conscience. We live in a world without conscience. People will sell anything without conscience. They will sell drugs to a minor without the conscience. Don't even think about it. They sell heroin to their own mother without conscience. They sell heroin to their first cousin just for the sake of money. It is a tragedy. We sell drugs and alcohol to minor without conscience. We have fifth, science without humanity. That's a big thing. I've read yesterday how scientists has now been able to, to take a drug and shoot it into a woman, into a baby, and cause the baby, the, the five-month baby, to have a heart attack. The law has passed to allow that to happen. It's been proven fact by science that a, a baby who was being in the womb for five months has a senses of feeling. And so whatever trauma that hits that baby at five months, he feels every bit of the pain. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. Science. Science without humanity without the care of human life. We have worship without sacrifice. That's a big one in the religious field. We have worship without sacrifice. No sacrifice of nothing. We just do what we want to do in the worship field. We, 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 we worship people. We worship individuals. We worship corporations. We worship things. We worship everything else without the sacrifice of it. We have politics, seven. We have politics without principle. 
We have political people who don't have no principle about themselves. They will cause a nation to, to go into starvation for the sake of their own greed. Look at Venezuela and other nations around the world. Corrupt government. We have corrupt government throughout the world. We have leaders, political leaders, presidents, prime ministers, for the sake of wealth and fame and prosperity. They will, call, they will allow a nation to go in dire straits, in poverty, in below human standard for the sake of their own personal game. Look at the nations in Africa where people does the prime ministers and, and the leaders of those some of those nations, what they do to their country. Look at Haiti. It's a tragedy. To the other seven, there's another one I'm going to add. Action without accountability. We do things without having accountability to the, to the nation, to the individual, to your family, to the people who you serve as leaders in churches and in organization and government. No accountability to no one. We just do what we want to do, how we want to do it, and we don't care how it affects the people who are under us or with us or around us. You have to be accountable to your neighbor. You have to become your brother's keeper. It's time to destroy those seven deadly sins and start having moral character, having integrity, accountability, having, having, having all of the care for humanity humanity, uh, we have to be principle orientated, we have to have a conscious mind, we have to have a great work ethic. That's the kind of nation for the next generation we must produce. Even the charismatic church, it's not about entertainment. It's about teaching principles that can be applied to the next generation, that the next generation will be better than this generation. My job as a leader in the community and in the world is to produce a generation that will be better than me, that have a moral conscience better than I, this generation has, have character that is up the standard better than this generation has. We have to pre prepare the next generation leaders, fathers, mothers, to be better than us. We have to teach the next generation of our young men to be better fathers. Not to be dead, be died. We have to teach the next generation of women who are mothers to be the to, to, for the next generation to become better mothers than they are. We have to teach the business field, business people to practice business principle better than the business practice principle in, in our days. We don't need no more Bernie Murdoffs, Ponzi schemes. We don't need no more of that. We need to teach the next generation how to make the world a better place. In the 50s, it was better. It was segregation, but it was better. Why? Because we didn't have the, the knowledge base that we have. And the corruption for greed wasn't prevalent. We have to prepare the next generation. Pastors, it's not about this generation. You have to think like the great God of creation. He thinks about the next generation. What are you thinking about? Is it about you? Or the next generation. Presidents, prime ministers, leaders of corporation. Think about the next generation. One day you're going to be off the scene. You're going to die. What legacy are you going to leave? What standards you're going to set? What principle you're going to set for the next generation? Train the next generation. Prepare the next generation to take over. 
Stop lording over position. Prepare the next generation to take over science, uh, medical practice, medical field. Have some principle. Stop creating ways to destroy humanity, but try to create ways to preserve and to save humanity. It's time to think about the next generation. God bless. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. Hello, my name is Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry, reaching the length and breadth of our world today. God bless the nations around the world and the leaders, that they may be directed by the wisdom and the Spirit of God to govern God's people correctly. May God continue to increase knowledge and wisdom in our leaders around the world who govern the nations around the world. The enemy you see today, you will not see them ever again. God told the children of Israel that the enemy they have today, soon those enemy will never be able to affect your life. No matter who's coming against you, what is coming against you, how they congregate against you, the enemy you see today, you won't see no more. If it's a crisis, if it's a major obstacle, if it's finances, if it's health, the enemy you see today, you won't see it no more. If it's individuals, groups, politicians, lawyers, doctors, the enemy you see today, you will not see them ever again. God is getting ready to wipe your enemies away. He's getting ready to deliver you from all of your enemies. Trust in the Lord and be of good courage. The banks are after you for mortgage money and you're doing the best you ha have, you're doing the best with what you got. The enemy you see today, you won't see them no more. Tuition for the school fee for your children, if that's your enemy, the tuition, you won't see it no more. God is getting ready to deliver. That loan that you've been struggling to pay off, listen, listen, listen. The enemy you see today, you won't see it anymore. God is getting ready to deliver. God is getting ready to deliver. Listen to me. He has rolled up his sleeve to deliver his people from the sneer, from the foul, from the noisin and the pestilence. He's getting ready to deliver. God is a deliverer. He is a deliverer. He is your very present help in the time of trouble. If sickness rock in your body, God is getting ready to deliver. That enemy of infirmity, you will not see that no more. Cancer, be gone. I commanded by the power of Jesus Christ to be gone. Hypertension, I commanded by the power of Jesus Christ to be gone. Arthritis, rheumatism, I commanded by the power of Jesus Christ to be gone. 
infirmative spirit, I command it by the power of Jesus Christ to be gone. The spirit of lack, I command it by the power of Jesus Christ to be gone. Disease and sickness, I command it by the power of Jesus Christ to be gone. The enemy you see today, you will not see it any longer. I repeat it again. The enemy you see today, you will not see them any longer. A thousand shall fall at your left. And today, ten thousand at your right. Don't move because it's falling all around you. You're not going to fall. Your enemies will fall today. Those naysayers, those critical people, those envious people, God is going to fall. The witchcraft worker, God is going to fall them to the ground. The slanderers, God is going to fall them to the ground. Touch not God's anointed people. And do his prophet, his people, no harm. They're going to fall. A thousand on the left and ten thousand on the right. They've fallen. Can't you see them falling? I see them falling for you. I see them falling by the wayside. By the thousands, by the hundreds. I see lack falling. I see sickness and disease falling. Or celebrate it falling. Celebrate it falling. Celebrate that it fall. It has fallen to the ground. He has stripped principalities and powers. He has stripped principalities and power. He has dethroned the enemy of sickness. He has dethroned the enemy of luck. He has dethroned the enemy of, of cancer. He has dethroned the enemy of disease. He has dethroned the enemy of poverty. He has dethroned the enemy of depression. He has dethroned the enemy of oppression. The enemy you see today, you will not see them no more. And he has to do it because his name and his reputation is at stake. God will never let his name be tarnished that he cannot deliver. He must deliver because he is the manufacturer. And the manufacturer never, ever, ever produce a product to fail. You will never fail. He will not allow his, your enemy to conquer and to dominate you. Thank him for that today because he is your very present help in the time of trouble. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. A thousand shall fall at left and 10,000 at the right. God bless. Hello, everybody. My name is Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry, Lorenzo McKenzie. God bless you, reaching the length and breadth of our world with these podcasts each and every day. There's a story of two gentlemen who was walking down on Times Square in New York City. True story. And as they were walking, one was extremely successful. The other one was a very poor, ruddish-looking man, as a beggar, per se. And the question was asked is, would both of them have in common? As they were walking past each other on Times Square, they began to stare at each other, looked at each other in the eye, and they looked firmly eye to eye. 
And the question was asked, what is the difference between what both of those men share in common? One was wealthy and one was poor. And the answer to that is the hours. Both of them share the same hours in a day. It's what you do with your hours that matters most. Each of them had 24 hours in a day. There's no difference between a successful man and an unsuccessful man when it comes to time. It is what you do with your time that matters most. Stop blaming everyone for you wasting your time with people, events, circumstances, and places that wastes your time. You have to manage your time properly. You have to make full proof of the time that you have in a day. You can spend time complaining. You can spend time questioning everything. Or you can spend time being productive, progressing, planning, preparing. It's what you do with your time that makes the difference of your day. Stop blaming everyone else for the waste of time that you're wasting in your life and be accountable and be responsible for your action and your time. Because time is a currency of life. And the way you spend it, it's what you get in return. If you spend it on foolishness, you, your return will be in foolishness. Your dividend will be foolishness. But if you spend time wisely, you get productiveness, productivity, progress, and success. Don't spend eight hours watching LMN. Don't spend 16 hours watching sports. Because the people who, are, who you're watching in sports didn't watch anybody. They spend time working on their craft that somebody else may watch them on television. It's what you do with your time, people. So stop wasting time and progress forward. I'm Pastor McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless. Hello, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. There's a simple scripture that I'm going to give you today. If you apply it, if you practice it, I guarantee you will have success. I have the remedy to success. It comes from God's word. Every self-help book, every book, every one that changed our world, past and present, and in the future will use the principle out of God's word. And they will write books on those principles. They will name it their name, but they got all their material out of the word of God. From Einstein to Napoleon Hill to Martin Luther King to Mahatma Gandhi to Nelson Mandela to John F. Kennedy to Sir Lyndon O'Pinlin to your mother and your father who applied the principle of the word of God to your high school principal who applied the principle of the word of God they attribute everything to the word of God, which is the Bible. And a simple statement.
that will change your life because it changed mine. It says, are you ready for it? You receive not because you ask not. That's it right there. What are you asking for? What are you believing for? A lot of times people don't ask in belief. He said, you receive not. This is the reason why you haven't gotten it. Because you, you, you're not going to receive it if you don't ask for it. The woman who went to the judge, she was persistent in asking. And the judge said, man, I'm paraphrasing, man, if I don't give this woman what she asks for, she will nag me to death. Asking is being persistent in your request. It doesn't just come overnight. But you cannot receive nothing from anyone if you don't ask, if you're hungry. And if you don't ask for food, you will never eat. If a child is thirsty for water, and if they don't ask for the water, they won't receive it. If a baby doesn't cry in want, they will not eat or drink. The principle of life is that you have to ask to receive. Begin to ask your creator, command it in your life, and I guarantee you will have what you ask for. Go ahead and do it. You've tried everything else and it didn't work. Try this one. It won't take nothing away from you. The only thing it will do is succeed. Go ahead and do it. I'm Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. You receive not because you ask not. Hello, everybody. My name is Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. God bless you today. There's a simple scripture that I'm going to give you today. If you apply it, if you practice it, I guarantee you will have success. I have the remedy to success. It comes from God's word. Every self-help book, every book, every one that changed our world, past and present, and in the future will use the principle out of God's word. And they will write books on those principles. They will name it their name, but they got all their material out of the word of God, from Einstein to Napoleon Hill to Martin Luther King to Mahatma Gandhi to Nelson Mandela to John F. Kennedy to Sir Lyndon O'Pinlin to your mother and your father who applied the principle of the word of God to your high school principal who applied the principle of the word of God. They attribute everything to the word of God, which is the Bible. And a simple statement that will change your life because it changed mine. It says, are you ready for it? You receive not because you ask not. That's it right there. What are you asking for? What are you believing for? A lot of times people don't ask in belief. He said, you receive not. 
This is the reason why you haven't gotten it. Because you, you, you're not going to receive it if you don't ask for it. The woman who went to the judge, she was persistent in asking. And the judge said, man, I'm paraphrasing, man, if I don't give this woman what she asks for, she will nag me to death. Asking is being persistent in your request. It doesn't just come overnight. But you cannot receive nothing from anyone if you don't ask, if you're hungry. And if you don't ask for food, you will never eat. If a child is thirsty for water, and if they don't ask for the water, they won't receive it. If a baby doesn't cry in want, they will not eat or drink. The principle of life is that you have to ask to receive. Begin to ask your creator, command it in your life, and I guarantee you will have what you ask for. Go ahead and do it. You've tried everything else and it didn't work. Try this one. It won't take nothing away from you. The only thing it will do is succeed. Go ahead and do it. I'm Lorenzo McKenzie from McKenzie Global Ministry. You receive not because you ask not.